Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, and uh, welcome to Rooted Deep with Reba and Allison. This is Allison right here, and I am excited to be finishing up and wrapping up First John. We've enjoyed just digging into a well-known uh, book of the Bible. Um, it's well-known. It's one of my favorite in in the book in the in the Bible, and it's one of the earliest ones that I've ever studied. And so, just going back and digging a little bit deeper and getting a little bit more rooted deep, and then seeing, thankfully, um, to some of the studies that Reba has done in the past, we're able to see the progression of what. Uh, what John is really trying to tell us. And he really wants us, and I think we hear the word over and over again, he wants us to know. And yeah. um, and that part of that knowing, that's what being rooted deep is, not just knowing some facts, but really digging down deep and um, and and understanding these deeper deeper truths of the of the scripture. So Reba, what have you thought about this this book? Oh uh, yeah, you know, I think this is great. I think historically, you know, even in it's a it's a book that will quickly take a new believer to, especially chapter five, where we're going today. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times after someone accepts Christ, I'll take them to chapter five and I'll say, okay, let me show you something mm-hmm. that's really important yeah. for you right off the bat. Um, but a lot of times that may be the extent of what we know about first John right. is, oh yeah, there's chapter five. And yeah. so I think that for a lot of people, it's great to kind of walk back through these five chapters and watch how each principle and each chapter builds on the next. Yes. And the next one builds upon what he just said. And he, he says the same things repeatedly mm-hmm. over and over again. Some of the same phrases are used a lot. Right. Um, and he's trying to drill, I think in our hearts and in our heads, what it looks like to be a believer and to know without a shadow of a doubt that when you die, I'm going to heaven. And, and, and now that I'm living this life, God has given me a direction, a plan. Uh, He's given me a way in which I live this life in Mm -hmm. a way that brings me joy and peace and, and really experiences the love of God. So uh, I just, Man, I just think it's a great, it's a great book to refresh on, um, Mm -hmm. if not every year, at least every other year, just to kind of go back through and remind myself of these truths. And, you know, and get digging in and as, as we have these past few, these past few weeks, it's really pointing us to other places in the scripture that are resounding, um, these resounding truths, these resounding doctrines we've echoed, you know, we've echoed from, um, from for, uh, from John 15, one of our right. favorite chapters in the Bible, we've yep. echoed even even back into the Old Testament different different truths that we've seen. So I think it's I think it's exciting to just go ahead and wrap it up in chapter five. And you had a theme for this chapter, Reba. What was it? Yeah, it was like confidence in Christ. Yeah, you know, uh, because I think I think at the end of the day, regardless of how long you've been saved, regardless of if you grew up in church or you didn't grow up in church, I, I think. That there's something in the bottom of all of our souls at times that nags us. Um, and that nagging feeling is that, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Yeah. Um, is God pleased with me? Mm-hmm. Um, am I, I'm going to use this word, am I performing right. adequately for, his, for him to be happy? Uh, because... And a lot of times we we misunderstand the character of God and the word of God. And we're like, well, I don't want my refrigerator to break. So I got to get my act yeah. together, you know, or I don't want this to happen. And I think for a lot of us, 
there may just be this underlying feeling that I can never, ever really please God. Right. Yeah. And, and that, like you said, that nagging underneath to say, okay, if I cannot please God, then I must not truly be his child or I must not, or he must not truly be enough for me. I might. And, and, and some people do tend to, when they, if they get into that habit of just that vortex of, of doubt, doubting, doubting themselves and doubting, Mm -hmm. doubting God's love for them, it really will push them, push their relationship away from the Lord. Um, to the point where, you know, then it's just, they're just struggling. And, and, and I think that that's the confidence that somebody can have and say, wait a minute, let me go back to, and that's what John does. Let's go back to the basics and look uh, one, one at a time. No, absolutely. Because I think, I think for all of us sometimes, and I know I've talked to so many women through the years who struggle in this way. It's like, okay, well, I tell you what I'll do. I'm just going to pray it again. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to, just in case. I'm not really saved or just in case this sin was so bad, it knocked me off the list. I'm just going to pray again Mm -hmm. and hopefully let's just kind of, let's just turn over a new leaf, start a new page and let's try to, you know, and, and John is like going to say, look, wait a minute. You, if you live like that, you're always going to live in, in this circle of doubt Mm -hmm. and, and not ever fully being confident. Yeah. And the salvation that God has given you, the life that he's promised, the truths that he's given you. And so I think if nothing else today, um, for those listening, you ought to be able to walk away from this chapter and say, you know what? I can be confident in my relationship with God. I may not be perfect. I don't always get it right. Um, But I can be confident that no matter what, God loves me, Mm -hmm. saved me, and he's going to keep me. Yeah. And, and, and that to me is like this big, (gasps) right. And I think you can think about it this way. A lot of people are worried. Do I have, do I have God? Do I have Jesus? And I think this chapter says, uh, no, you don't. He has you. And that's the difference because we're looking at, we're looking at what did I pray the prayer? Did I write the, you know, did I say the right words? Did I repeat? And, and what did I, was I good enough or am I sinning? the least amount that I possibly can, but it's not about that. It's really about whether we have confidence in, does he have us? And this oh, that's is the so chapter good. that'll tell us. No, that's so good because I've had so many women through the years talk to me and say, I don't know that I use the right words. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find in John chapter, first John chapter five is there is no mention of say these words. In fact, yeah. there's no mention actually anywhere yeah. Yeah. of pray this exact prayer or say right. these exact words. Um, yeah. It is not a words that come out of our mouth, but it's actually the desire that's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and I think John kind of starts us off and he starts off really strong with this word beliefs, you know, whoever believes and what does he believe? He believes that Jesus is the Christ and he's born of God. Um, if he believes that, and I think it's so important for us to understand that John is not saying if you believe there is a God. Yeah, no. So many people do. <laughs> right. I mean, good night. You know, a lot of people believe, well, sure, I believe there's a God. And, mm-hmm. and, and therefore, a lot of people say, well, because I believe there is a God, that yeah. must mean that I'll go to heaven. Right. Okay. Yeah. But John is like, no, no, no. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. Yeah. Okay. So even in the wordings, he's taking us a little deeper and he's like, look, there is Jesus is the Christ. He is the salvation. He's Messiah. Mm-hmm. And, and in all of that, in, in all of that terminology for him, 
it is that he acted in our place. Right. Yes. And do you, yeah. And, and, and do you know who Jesus is? Because like you said, in the last chapter, uh, mm. in the last podcast, everybody, you know, Jesus is one of the, the one of the many on the shelf or Jesus is one of the many that I, yeah. that I think is, you know, is important. And I follow his teachings or whatever. No, if do I believe that he is the way and he has created a place and he has, he has prepared a place for me and he has died in my stead, you know, all yeah, of these, all of these things about who he is. Oh yeah. Cause even the second part of this verse says, if you, if you believe in God, then you must believe in the son of God, basically, yeah. you know, it, you, you believe in the, in the, in the son that God has, has, has put at it. Obviously we understand the Trinity, but we understand that we believe you can't believe in one and not believe in the other. And if you believe that there's some kind of separation and somehow, yeah, I believe there's a God, but I don't know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, then, according to John, you can't that that is an impossibility because Check they out. are yeah. they are three in one. They are the right. same and yet different. Yeah, exactly. And so so we have this phrase in verse two by this we know. And no. again, John's like, guys, I've said it over and over again. I want to say it again. This is for your confidence. This is for your knowledge. And it's not the again, it's not the can I fill this out? in a Bible verse, I remember asking my dad, I had a, um, I was applying for a job at a Christian school. And I remember asking my dad, because one of the questions was the weirdest question, do you consider yourself fundamental, ecumenical, or evangelical? And it says a 22 year old college grad. I'm like, I don't know what those words. <laughs> I don't even I don't, know what they mean. What are you talking about? Yeah, right? I yeah. But I want to make the right, I want to say the right things. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, like, yeah, sure. Um, and so I asked dad, I was like, dad, uh, this is the question. What am I? And he's like, well, I think you're supposed to be fundamental, but I don't think you are. You know, <laughs> he, was, he was just teasing me because he's like, you're supposed to be pretty conservative. fundamental." But it's like, we want, we worry more about, our labels, or we worry more about the knowledge that we have, just the head knowledge. But he's talking about this is what, not just what you know, but this is what you can lean back, rest in um, as we're going through, because these are the check marks that you can, that you can see. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he's been talking in chapter four about the imperative to love one another, Mm -hmm. which Jesus said would be the marker of how they, people would know that we were followers of him. Yeah. And so John is repeating that and he's kind of building on, he's continuing to build on that in this chapter because he's, he said, okay, it's a command that you do this at the end of verse four or chapter four. And now he says, this is how you can know that you love the children of God or, or those that are brothers and sisters in Christ, when we love God and we observe his commandments. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to go on for the next few verses and say, this is the love of God that we obey the commandments. And so I think John is going to get really in our business here as he closes his letter out. And he's just going to say, here's the deal. The way you can know that you are a child of God and a follower of God. Uh, yes. You must believe in Jesus, yeah. no question, and what he did for you on the cross. But next, you ought to be obedient. You should be walking in obedience. Mm-hmm. And if if we don't, if we can't check this box off, right, then it's understandable that many are struggling mm-hmm. un, in unsurety of, of where their faith is and what their faith is in. Because, I mean, boy, this is really where the rubber hits the road. Are we being obedient then to God? Yeah. And are we obeying and, and are we, and the thing is he says, um, and his commandments are not grievous. It's, he's like, he's right. not asking us to do 
a lot. Um, and they're not, and our, our obedience is not contingent. It's just, it's a, it's a, um, like you said in the last chapter, it's a litmus test. Um, it's not about what we do. That's not going to gain our salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, we're echoing back to James, um, the faith and the works, you know, chicken and the egg, which came first and all of this, you know, all of this question. Um, but it's like, that is what will, that is what will tell you, are you obeying God? And are you, are you desiring to, to follow his commandments? Are you desiring to move on, move along that path? Or are you just, are you ignoring his and, and wanting to kind of go your own, go your own way? And that's our test. Absolutely. Because there is a, there's a journey here, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think the journey is understanding, first of all, there's nothing we do to earn our salvation. Jesus did it all. And if you somehow think (laughs) that you did something, okay. And honestly, congratulations. Yeah. First of all, you know, I will never forget writing uh, the, the, my Bible study Hosea, but it was before Mm -hmm. I wrote the Bible study. I was doing my own personal study in Hosea. And there's this moment when Hosea has gone back to her old way of life and she's being sold um, as a, basically as a worn out prostitute Mm -hmm. who is no longer valuable to the temple any longer. And now she's being sold in a back alley somewhere to some grungy old men right. um, to, to cook their food and take care of them and, and be their 24 hour a day prostitute. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so here she is. And, you know, we know this huge moment in the story when somebody says, I'll give you a day's wages for her. Mm-hmm. And we realize suddenly she realizes she recognizes that voice. And that man is her husband, Hosea, Mm -hmm. who she has walked away from and who did so much good for her. And so we understand that this is a picture of of the love of God for his Mm -hmm. for his wayward people. Yeah. And but I'll never forget when I was studying that chapter, I'll never forget being so shook Mm -hmm. because I was as I was studying, I thought I could so identify with Hosea. And I kind of in the story, I was identifying with Hosea, the good guy who yeah. loves Jesus, who, 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 who does these wonderful things. Right. But you were identifying with Gomer. But all of a sudden I realized, mm-hmm. wait a minute, Hosea is a picture of Christ. Yeah. So who does that make me then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me Gomer. I'm not the good, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think all of, and if you're like me and you're this little, you know, you're a Christian girl who was raised in church and raised in Christian school, like I was, sometimes we have to get lost before we can get saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think some of us somehow feel like we somehow did something to deserve the cross. We somehow did something to earn. We've always seen ourselves as the good guy in the story. Right. Yeah. And I think it is so imperative for all of us to say, wait a minute. No, I'm the one who was guilty. Yeah. And it was my sin that put Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And I'm no different than Gomer in the story. Right. And when I see myself there, I realize, good night. I did nothing to earn my salvation. Exactly. I did nothing to be able to, to earn the love of God or to deserve the mm-hmm. death of Christ on a cross. So, so when I take that, when I get that part right, mm-hmm. and then God saves me anyway, Right. Yeah. Then my next step now 
mm-hmm. is not earning my salvation, but instead <laughs> it is serving and following in obedience mm-hmm. in, out of absolute love and devotion for the mm-hmm. one who saved my soul. Absolutely. It's the, that's, that's the, what marks the difference that we don't obey because, because all of a sudden we're good enough and our works are going to be good enough to keep that salvation. We obey because, um, it's, it's because of the love of God in us and that, and we love him because he first loved us. And now, and now we're, we're responding. It's the, um, it's the thief to whom, to whom much was forgiven. I'm going to, you know, because we were forgiven for so much, we can, we can serve and we can obey, um, that and 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 again also show that to others say hey part of our part, part of our, our obedience is to love others and to show them the love of god and to say hey listen here's what i've got i want you to have it too yeah you know and because verse four and five talk about that we because of jesus we can overcome the world mm-hmm. which means i can overcome my sin struggles yeah and i can overcome my temptations and my weaknesses and to me that is the greatest testimony um, for Christ, it is not me walking around with a t-shirt on that says, I love Jesus. It's mm-hmm. not a bumper sticker with a fish on the back of it. It, it. None of those things. It's not because I listen to Christian music in my car. The greatest testimony that I could give is my life mm-hmm. showing victory over sin. Because right. if you see me and you see me doing something that looks like Jesus, oh, have mercy. It's Jesus. It's not it's me. It's Jesus. Right. It's all me. Right. So it's that overcoming. And John says, do you understand that because of what Jesus has done for you, you're not stuck in this, you know, you're not stuck in the chains that are bound, that have bound Mm -hmm. you for your whole life to this pain and sorrow and struggle, but you can find freedom from that. Yeah. And it's crazy to me, Allie, that we want to go back to chains. (laughs) I, you know, and that's what, that's one of the things that we've all, I think we, we, um, and I say it in Spanish, the word, um, rendirse, we, I think we go back to that default. Mm. Oh, I'm a sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. just, that's my natural man. Um, and we, we default, but our diff, our default button should be the holiness of, of Christ in us. And the exception should be a, a stumble into sin every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be, but it, we shouldn't, we don't stumble into holiness. Um, right. we, we stumble. We stumble into sin. And yeah. so we're actually saints that every once in a while, um, you know, and we're not saying that we're all going to be perfect, but we, we are saying that he has given us again, he lives in, he lives in us and we do have the power to overcome temptation. We do have the power to not sin. We do. And, yeah, we do. And, and I do think I'm really quick to give myself a pass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very quick. So, well, you know, that's just that, you know, yeah. Um, that old sin nature, you know, rearing his head again. Yeah, you know, but what the truth is, mm-hmm. is that I have somehow defer. I've walked, I've kind of defa- uh, like gotten distracted. That's a better word. Yeah. I've gotten distracted from following the commands of Christ and from walking in obedience. And there is some point in my life where I have stood like, and we mentioned Eve last week on the podcast. I've stood at this moment of decision like Eve did with this talking snake and, and what God said, and I've got to decide who's right and who's wrong. And at points I decide, you know what? I'm not really sure God's right. And the reason I decide that is because the fruit looks so good. Okay. It's it's all about my desire. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden my desires take over and I end up going down a direction that I shouldn't go. And now I find myself 
in a sinful pattern of whatever that might be in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, wait a minute. How did I get here? Yeah. You know, it, when I don't yeah. have to be there. That's, I mean, that's a good analogy because anytime there's a temptation there, it, it's not the angel and it's not the two little angels on our shoulder. However, <laughs> if you want to look at it, like it is the lie or the temptation that, you know, and sometimes that lie and the temptation is God doesn't love you enough to, to really want you to have this, you know what I'm saying? And, or, you know, if God loved you truly, he would let you have this, but, you know, and so we start doubting just like Eve did the, the woman, we start doubting, oh, God's motivations. He just wants me to be miserable. He wants me to be that. And that again, going back to first John, that is not the love of God. That is not what the love of God looks like. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so if you do want to, you, you are every time there's a temptation, it is, it is that choice between, do we really trust that God is going to continue to satisfy us? Or are we just, should we just kind of stumble into this, into this distraction? And, you know, and if my life is a pattern of living in sin mm -hmm. with these highlight moments of going to yeah. church and doing something spiritual and then back into sin for a longer seasons and then back out a little while, yeah. you know, you really need to ask yourself, according to John, you need to ask yourself, am I really even saved? Yeah. Is this something I really even want? Um, is this something that I'm willing to, I mean, Jesus was clear. And I think maybe this is something we've missed through the years when we've talked to people about accepting Christ. We've almost made it sound like, oh, accept Jesus and you get free candy and suckers. And it's going to yeah. be, so, you know, it's going to be this wonderful life right. and money falls from the sky. And, you know, and it's like, no, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you follow me, you're going to have to take up a cross. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you follow me, you're going to suffer. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder how many people, I mean, you know, it's not really a, an, a really great witnessing tool to say, hey, look, would you like to get saved? But let me, yeah. let me explain. You will suffer. You're on out. <laughs> you will bear a cross. You have to die to yourself, but you'll only be able to do that through the power of God. So is that something you're interested in? Well, and you know what? The women, some of the women at our workshop, they're like, I know that I'm saved and I'll tell you why, because life is way harder now than it ever was. Um, and they said, they have said that to me, several of them said that to me on different occasions because the devil made it so easy for me to just stay where I was. And I didn't have problems. I didn't, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. My kids weren't sick, this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden that's their testimony. And then now I got saved and now I have all these problems. And, he, and, and they're saying that because they do know, number one, I'm on the right path. And they, they just think it was, Hey, the devil just made it really easy to, to was trying to keep me blinded, mm -hmm. was trying to keep me on, you know, um, distracted. And I think that's an interesting testimony because now we Christians who have never maybe lived that lifestyle or have never yeah. actually, you know, had that, you know, those Gomer moments are like, man, I just, I thought it would be so much easier. God's supposed to, you know, clear a path for me. It's supposed to be rosy. What's, you know, and then we, then we get distracted. It's almost like after the fact. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and that's where I just think all of us understanding, I, I really truly think if we ever fully understood what our sin does to us, but beyond it, what, what it caught, what it cost Jesus. Yes. I, I don't think in our, even in our humanness, it's very difficult for us to wrap our minds around the cost of the cross mm -hmm. and, and for us to wrap our minds around the fact that we weigh sin on a scale 
as if the women at your workshop are really bad and their sin is real heavy. And then, oh, okay, a woman in church, her sin is somewhat lighter. Yeah, yeah. And the truth is all of our sin. You know, um, we're quick to call certain things big sins and little sins. And yet Jesus said, lying lips are an abomination to God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, do we ever tell a lie? Okay. You know what I mean? So when we start to get, when we really start to understand what Jesus did for us on the cross and the weight of what that cross did and, and the victory that was born in that cross and the resurrection power that is now in us. I think it would cause us to hate sin so much more and it would right. cause us to love Jesus so much more. And it would cause us to not question, does God really have my best interest in mm-hmm. at mind when he created this commandment? Instead of being like that, it would be like, okay, I know if I don't go this way, I'm going to be yes. in so much trouble. Right. But I just think we, I mean, I just, honestly, I think it's, we all struggle with this mm-hmm. because somehow we've justified us or we fail to see the depth of the weight of the cross. Right. And, and I think, and that's, we would obey so much easier and with so much, much more of a joyful heart. And we would truly be sheep that only follow the shepherd instead of being these little wayward, um, you know, you've seen that, you see the analogy of the sheep that gets pulled out of the, uh, pulled out of the, uh, get me out of this, get me out of this. And the shepherd's pulling him out of this ditch and he goes and he hops and he dives right back in. Have you seen that? It's right. the video. all over. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, that's me. That's it. That's, 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 that's a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh Lord, get me out of this. But at the same time, what you said, the depth, understanding the depth of our forgiveness and what it costs, what it costs Christ on the cross. That's, it should, it should stop us in our tracks. It should, it should make us daily take stock and, and pray, search me because I don't want there to be anything in me that doesn't fit with, with, with who you are. And then our, our obedience would be so much more natural instead of trying to like forcing it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Cause you know, when we get to verse 10, John is says, look, the one who believes in the son of God mm-hmm. has this testimony in himself. So yeah. John is saying, look, Part of the way you know you're saved and the way you know you're a follower of Christ is there is there your own self is speaking out to you and saying, look, all that stuff that you used to to want and desire, you don't want it and desire it anymore. And and the things that you used to think were okay, you don't think are okay anymore. And and the things that now you you see the cross in a different light, you see yourself in a different light, you see your sin in a different light, and all of a sudden everything is different. You know, first mm-hmm. Corinthians tells us, you know, Paul tells yeah. us in first Corinthians that old has passed away, all has become new. So if that's a reality for us, then then this is the testimony that he's speaking of here, who says, Look, you know, you know within your heart yeah. who you and are. And you don't need somebody else to tell you. You because no. you you'll have that. You'll have that check it, you know, check yourself kind of a situation. Yeah. So John said, So I'm writing to those of you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So, okay, there's that. So that you may know that you have eternal life. It is one of the, he's like, look, I don't want you to doubt this. I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to fret over, am I earning it? Do I have enough of it? Did I get all of it? You know, did I pray the right words? Did I do all these things that we've just been discussing? John says, I want you to know without a shadow Mm -hmm. of a doubt that you're saved. And this is how you will know. But I think a lot of us, Allison, I think we've got to be honest with ourselves and quit playing church games. Yeah. And quit playing and quit playing fool the people next door, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like, okay, let's just get real because yeah. this is eternity that hangs in our balance. It's true. Yeah. If yeah. we're just culturally Christians, mm-hmm. look like one, smell like one, been, been, been hanging out with them since the day I was born. Yeah. 
And honestly, I mean, I don't, I used to have these moments all the time. I would, I would be in my house and, um, I, I would be in my house and all of a sudden I can't find Gary. Where's Gary? Where's Gary? The first thought that comes to my mind is the rapture. And then it's like, yeah. And people are listening. I really want some feedback on this because I know that other people have thought this too. Hopefully I'm not the only one like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You know, Ree was like, wait a minute. I can't find Lisa. I can't find where, where is everybody? The rapture yeah. happened. And then, and then you got to go back and you're like, no, well, I know I, I prayed the prayer, but did I, you know, but did I really pray the prayer? And then all of a sudden that tiny little moment of, I can't find my husband. He's not actually a cell phone has turned into this, this huge moment of, of, uh, of, of doubt in, in, in the salvation. Thankfully, uh, you know, through Bible study, I don't have these, you know, sure. ears right. anymore. Right. Um, I, because I, again, I know, I know that it wasn't the prayer that saved me. You know, I know that it was, it was meet my faith in Christ, but it was really, it was yes. him. Um, and yeah. Just well, and, saying, and yeah, your I'll life is a walking me. testimony, right? right? Of, I mean, right now your life is a walking testimony mm-hmm. of the evidence of salvation in your life, you know, as you seek to be obedient, because we don't desire that naturally. No. You know, yeah. uh, I'm going to pick the wrong thing every single time if you give me a chance to, um, right. you know, but what, what gives me the desire to do it differently? Why do I desire the things of Christ? Right. Uh, well, because God's put something in me that desires him that I didn't naturally, that I don't naturally have. So if we now naturally feel differently, then that's the supernatural change and power of God in our lives. And all of a sudden now it's like, oh, okay. You know, I don't know where Gary's at, but if I'm still here, we're good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that there's that John says, Hey, this is the confidence that yes. you can have. And then I think John builds on this to such a level as he steps, as he steps us through this. So when I'm confident about my salvation, because I know this is what John says in verse 14, he says, this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's the first one. Right. And we know that if he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we ask from him. So it's like John is like stepping us into this. And he's like, look, mm-hmm. if you ask something that is the will of God, yeah. God not only hears you, but he answers you. Yes. And so I think for all of us, it's like, okay, does God desire us to be saved? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. He does. Mm-hmm. Does he desire for us to be his children. Absolutely. So when we ask to be his child, we're asking something that is fully in his will to do, and he does it, and he has the power to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, go ahead. Continue. No, no, I was going to say, so if that's true, then John says, not only do you have confidence in your salvation, but you have confidence in all these other things that you are going to mm-hmm. ask in your life that would also fall under that same category. Right, exactly. And and I think that the one that the one that I always struggle with the most is the wisdom. If any man asks of us, if mm-hmm. anybody lacks wisdom, ask because it's literally right there. He gives it, it's right there. And so those things that we're asking um for his will and we're asking yeah. for wisdom, we're asking for for freedom from temptation. We can yes. we have that's one of the things that that we ha- we can ask for. But you know, um remove me from this temptation or remove this temptation from me. Those are the things. And that is within his will. Now we're not talking about, you know, if, if I want a Dodge Challenger, I should ask him for it. And I will certainly continue asking for it, but is that God's will? And those, and those are the things that, and those are the things that that's where we get confused. I think a lot of people that, you know, I wanted a baby. He didn't give it to me. He must not be who he says he was, you know, or those type of, those type of things. But that's, um, but getting back to just understanding who he is and understanding the 
the confidence that we can say, um, it's not just, I know that I'm a Christian. I know that I'm a child of God, but now I have a walking relationship with him that he and I are walking hand in hand. He and I are walking side by side and, and we're communing. It's not just him sitting up top and me every once in a while, you know, asking oh. for rescue from a ditch. It's literally that, that, that um, yeah. communion that we have with him. No, absolutely. It's that relationship. And, and all of this, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but every bit of this is built on the character of God. Yeah. If God's a liar, mm-hmm. we forget it. Yeah. I mean, come on, Ellie. If God's a liar, let's go party. Right. And I'm not even being funny. Because, let's change the I mean, theme of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if, if God is a liar, we have nothing. We, we don't have anything we, to be built right. on. Yeah. But God is not a liar. And so his word is true. It's settled in heaven. The Bible tells us we can always count on it. And we can't, sometimes I think, um, I, I love that, that book where uh, we, we've made God small. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes we bring God down to the level of humans mm-hmm. and we just say, well, you know, maybe God will let me down. Yeah. God, God didn't tell me the truth. God didn't, no. God didn't feel like it today. He was emotional. He just, he was in a bad mood. So he said, no, yeah. because we're yeah. comparing, we're treating God yeah. like we are because right. sometimes I'm nicer than other yeah. days. Like today yeah. I was not a nice, today was not a nice day for us, you know, be, but I'm treating God like mm-hmm. giving him these human qualities of fallibility, these human qualities of emotional, emotional decision-making or these human qualities of moody, you know, moodiness or pettiness um and i think that's so we we compare god to what a a human is and how a human reacts and that's that's number one that's completely unfair that's sinful to think of that way um but and that and that just that puts us in a heart because who are we serving are we serving somebody like us and that would be horrible if god looked like me that would be that would be awful yeah God would, God would need a lot of coffee. You know what I'm saying? He can only, like, yeah, God's only it's, nice when he has coffee. You can't. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think many times we, we in our minds, mm-hmm. we know him so little. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And it, it's what you said. We mm-hmm. know him so little. We're so, we don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. And, you know, I even know on an earthly level, if I go six or seven months and I don't talk to you at all. Right. I'm probably wondering, hey, is Allie mad with me? Yeah. Are, are we good? And mm-hmm. then we get together and we talk, but it's kind of awkward mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well, all that happened seven months ago. And I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know how, what, how do I catch up? You know, and, and there's this, even in just the realities of our earthly friendships and mm-hmm. relationships, um, there can, you know, it's built on the fact that we work at those relationships. Right. And so if we understand that on an earthly level, then we have to understand that with our heavenly father, that we pursue him. Mm-hmm. we we desire that relationship and i love i think james puts it if you'll draw not a god yeah he will draw not a you right and so it's like okay lord i want to be in communion with you and just the very fact that we want to indicates our salvation and then the more i'm with him it indicate it gives me more confidence in my salvation right. and then that i walk in mm-hmm. obedience when i leave gives me more confidence in my salvation mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and it's like, this is the confidence that we have in the God that we serve and right. everything that we've just been talking about is built on his integrity, not ours, mm-hmm. not ours. And I think that's where that's, this is so much about God. Like you said, like you said, a few minutes ago, this is all about God's character. It has nothing to do with our character, only our character as it's connected to our obedience to him, um, because he's the unchanging. 
Um, and yeah, so that's where, that's where our confidence can be. Um, we are the ones that we have to keep coming back. We have to keep coming back. We have to keep, you know, we have to keep struggling forward, but yeah. the fact that we're, we are struggling forward, um, is, is again, a testimony, but like you said, this has nothing to do with who we are. It's all about who he is. And I, we have to get that out of our heads to think, to when we're, when we're, when we're reading the scripture, when we're trying to share, you know, with someone else about who Christ is, we need to make it all about him and make sure that the people don't people, number one, they don't see us, but they don't even see themselves at the minute. They see themselves as nothing more than the yeah. sinner that desperately needs him. And then yeah. after the after salvation, we are a saint that is only a saint because of his holiness that is in us. Oh. And, and, and it's all about him. Yeah. And then the beauty of that picture, the Bible tells us is that when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees what Jesus right. has done. And therefore, when God sees us, he sees us not as who we are today, but he right. sees us as the completed version of mm -hmm. looking like Christ. Right. And that is, that is mind boggling mm -hmm. to think that God doesn't see me in my sin, but he sees me in my sanctification because of yeah. what Jesus has done for me. And so what, that ought to give us confidence. Yes. And yes. It, it ought to help us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. It ought to cause us to, to draw near to God, mm -hmm. not to flee from him, but to run to him because right. of, of what we have in him. And then as we go from there, then John builds on this and he says, man, what you've got to know is that when you've got that, yeah, that's not anything you did. You didn't earn it. So you can't do anything to lose it. Right. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't earn it, you can't lose it. No. So because God tells us specifically that mm -hmm. God keeps us. Yes. And so therefore, when we enter into the family of God, we are forever children of God mm -hmm. and, and God keeps us in his hands. Now, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord. Yeah. Okay. That's just clear. Not every Jesus said, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, um, is going to be in heaven and mm -hmm. is going to live eternally. And some will say, but didn't we do wonderful things in your name? Yeah. And he says, I never knew you. Yeah. And because what were they doing? They were, I don't want you to miss this gang. If you're listening to this, they were trying to do wonderful things uh -huh. to earn something for Jesus, right. like to earn it. And it's like, you you can't earn this. And that's what he's saying. He said, you don't know me because if you knew me, it's not about your works. It's about my works. And that's what people don't understand. And that's what sometimes it, it's hard to explain, but at the same time, it's pretty simple because if we're trying to do all this good work to, to, to earn our way in heaven and those good works are, are good, but Christ is like, that's, that's, that's the part you don't know about me. You don't know that I'm the good, I'm the good work and I did the good work. Absolutely. in you and 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 that's that's the con that's the confusion and that's what they don't know the, the no. people that are they're trying to get to heaven or they're trying to get to be a christian or trying to whatever they're trying to do but it's through their yeah. own flesh through their own strength and um and and in their own power yeah and and, and that's where well yeah i mean if that's the case then i you know i've probably lost my salvation a million times yeah right but mm -hmm. it's not of it's not in what i do yeah or don't do it, it is in Jesus. And, but, but when I truly make a decision for Christ, I ought to be a different me. Mm -hmm. I, ought to, I ought to strive to walk in obedience. My life should look different. So if you're listening today in your life, I, okay, look, here's the deal. Culturally, I've been saying all the right things. And really, I've been trying to earn God's favor. I've really been trying to work super hard so that Jesus would love me so that I could 
kind of, I mean, I would have never said I was earning my salvation, but after listening to this, maybe that's what I've been trying to do. Mm -hmm. Then I want to tell you that you'll never earn that. And there's freedom today in being able to say, God, there is nothing I could bring to you that would earn this, but it is only through your work on the cross. And so I want to lay down anything that I've even tried to do and just say, it's in fact, Jesus, all filthy rags and just say, look, it's only because of what you've done. And, and that boy, what a relief of a burden that is as Mm. the salvation of God. And now I walk in relationship because of everything he's done for me secure in my knowledge that I'll never lose that relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus because he's the one who's done the work and he will sustain that work. Mm -hmm. And it's not up to me. Um, And what a freedom and a joy um, and a peace that that brings into our lives. And John knew that. Oh, how John knew that. And so he was like, hey, listen, I want to write specifically to you so that you get this, because if you get this, your life will be forever different. Um, And but I'll tell you, I think one of the places that many of us who are believers have fallen into our doubts and our struggles and our confusions with our relationship with God is because we're living in sin. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we no longer are fighting that those temptations. We're no longer, we're no longer being obedient. Mm-hmm. And John says, look, you, that is a key yeah. to your confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not maybe, yeah. Like, like Reba just said, it's not, you've sinned so much that you've lost your salvation. It's that you've sinned so much that you've lost your confidence in who in, in, in God's character. And Mm -hmm. that just that, and that that's a problem because that will keep you further and further away. Um, and, and that's what, that's what the broken, that's where the broken fellowship is. And then you feel like God is so, so far away that it'll take you forever to crawl back. So what's the point? And I've lost it anyway, forget it. And, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it's this, this, um, horrible cycle of, of of discouragement and lack of confidence, but that's, that's what we're not saying that you can lose your salvation because you sin too much. Uh, we're just saying that, um, you lose that confidence. And now of course you're questioning because you're like, wow, you know, I've, I've really messed up. But when it comes to sin, you need to question yourself when it comes to salvation you need to check, you need to have confidence in God. Yeah, that's such a good point because I think it's the same cycle that got us there is the same mm-hmm. cycle that was the reason we don't go back because right. we're like, oh, somehow I got to, because how many people, Allie, I've heard you tell this story so many times that the women, women will come to you. You talk to them on the street and they're like, let me get my life cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll come to the safe house. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I'll come to, to get some help, but let me get yeah. my life cleaned up. And what we don't understand is what they don't understand. Mm-mm. We don't have the power in and of ourselves to clean our lives up. Yes, exactly. God, and they, and that's the lie. They feel like God's God will accept them. They, they know that God loves them, but they feel like that God will accept them once they're clean. Mm. And, and that's that, that's the cycle. And they can't, they can't humanly without the spirit in their heart, they cannot clean themselves. Um, they cannot get them set, get, they cannot get their life right. They always talk about organizing themselves, putting everything in order. They no none of us can do that without the power of the Holy spirit, um, in us. And so that's what, and, and I always say this, I'm like, are, do you wait until you, if you're sick, do you wait until you get better before you go to the doctor? No, you go to the doctor and he's the one that gives you what you need. It's the same, right. it's the same thing. And then they're like, well, no, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's the same principle. No, so exactly right. And then God works in our lives to keep us from evil, to help mm-hmm. us to flee from temptation, yes. to help us to look like him, to, to love like him. And, um, and in all of these things, not only do we grow in confidence, but the world 
looks at our lives and says, oh my word, I don't know how they're pulling that off. Um, and, and what is it about your life that's different? And there's that opportunity to say, you know what, this is not me turning over a new leaf or finding this really five, five-step program that's really knocking my socks off. Yeah. This is Jesus and his work in and through my life. And so we're all working and walking testimonies of the goodness and the grace of God in a life and that ability to change a life. And that's what John rejoiced in. It's what, um, I find it interesting that John's First, we first meet John and his brother, and they're called the Sons of Thunder. Thunder, yeah. And I, I haven't, you know, we don't get all the details as to why these mm-hmm. boys are called the Sons of Thunder, <laughs> but you don't get the reputation to be called the Sons of Thunder for no reason, okay? Right. And, and then all of a sudden, we get to this book of, of John, uh, first, second, third John, and John no longer calls himself a Son of Thunder, mm-hmm. but he says, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. Right, yeah. I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. He is. Yeah. And it just changed. John mm-hmm. was forever changed yeah. from son of thunder to the disciple Jesus loved. And he was so confident in mm-hmm. Jesus's love for him that, yeah, were there other disciples? Yes. Yeah. But John's like, no, I'm the one that Jesus loved, <laughs> you know? And I love that about John because he knew what his relationship was with mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think all of us should feel that specialness. Right. Towards God and our relationship with him. So, man, if you're listening today and something that maybe we've said as the Holy Spirit, maybe pricking your heart a little bit, and maybe you're you're concerned about your salvation. Maybe you realized, you know what, I've been trying to do this myself. And and I'll be honest with you, this, this of course, you could go talk to your pastor. You could go talk to a friend. But honestly, right. you only need yeah. to talk to Jesus. Right. And you can just turn this podcast off and just say, Lord, I just got to be honest with you. This is where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I've, I've misunderstood you. I've misunderstood your word. I've failed in this area of my life. I need to deal with my sin. I know I'm saved, but I need to be dealing with this because I don't have the confidence that I need to have in you. And I don't have this relationship that I should have. Or you know what? I think I'm one of those people that's just been trying for years just to be work my way to you and do these things I thought you'd be happy with, but never really ever turning it all over to you and accepting what you've done for me. And mm. maybe being that today's the day that you can just not, not fancy words, but just say, Lord, I want you to forgive me. I want you to cleanse me. I believe you are who you say you are. And I believe you yeah. can do what you say you can do. And I, I need you to ch- change my life. Yeah. And you know, God will do that. This is the confidence that we can have in him that if yeah. we, if he says it, he'll do it. And exactly. um, boy, what a day that would be for a lot of us to mm-hmm. be released from the chains that are binding our hearts and our souls and our lives. And if you do pray to any of these prayers, if God works in your heart in any way as a result of today's podcast, man, we want to hear about that. Oh, right, absolutely. Allie? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can go to that, the very first, the very first verse in, in chapter five, and mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's where you need to start. You know, mm-hmm. I know I can't, I can't get anywhere without Jesus Christ. And I know he was the, you know, you're, your son and, and, and just start from there and then understand, understand we would, we would love to hear about it. We would love to hear your testimony or how you've shared, um, or how you've seen, um, you've seen God work in your life, you know, throughout this, throughout this Bible study of first John. Yeah, this has been so good. And what we hope, the reason we do this and and what we hope will be, we hope that you'll get excited about the word of God. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's what, we were told to be firmly planted in and, and by it's also what Jesus has called us to 
these commands that we're taught to live by so that we can have this successful life. And so if we don't really know what the word says, how do we, how could we know how to walk in it? So, you know, periodically we'll do these studies and uh, you'll, you'll, Allie and I are going to drop in on a book of the Bible and we're just going to plow through. And, and when we do, uh, we hope that you'll join us, but we also hope that after we move on to something different, we hope that you will continue find the next book, go to second John, whatever you want to do, but continue your time in the word, because that's really where these relationships are built as we begin to understand who God is and what he calls us to. And Absolutely. I think these are, these are the greatest days for us. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed our study at First John. Uh, definitely reach out to us if you have questions or if there's anything we can do, and we would love to hear your story. Until next time, we will see you and stay rooted deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.